God, we've already been to five minutes. <laughs> we're like hey, folks. over by, we've been chatting for 35 minutes, folks. We're pretty much we're halfway into the show. We're pretty much wrapping up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were like, we should, we should press record to be honest. We should, we should start recording now. Last episode. episode. Oh my God. What episode are we at now? 53? 53. 53. episodes. And this is, it hasn't been, it's been over a week since we posted, doesn't it? Carrie and I tried to do one last week and over the weekend, but wasn't Scott, happening. Uh, Scott messed it up. No, I did not mess it up, but life messes yeah. things up. Yeah, and, we uh, are. We things are. We are struggling to get a time now to to, to record and get them on. So we're like, yeah. we do we're doing tonight's now, and then we'll get that out. And I think we'll probably record next week's later this week. But I'd like to get a guest again. I like to like we yeah, said this, rotate back and forth. I I've got. I'll speak to you after it. I've got this this pipeline pipeline guest that we could do this week. Okay, cool, cool. I won't but, say who it is, but he's an Australian. <laughs> okay, I hazard to guess. Since <laughs> anyway. it is. Could be anyone. I love you, Kylie. Anyone? You're awesome. Could be anyone. Um, could be anyone. I love Kylie Minogue as well. She's I awesome, man. So lucky, 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 lucky. Kylie Minogue. Yeah. I lo- oh, Kylie Minogue. <laughs> Fantastic in Neighbours. <laughs> loved her work. <laughs> loved her work in Neighbours. Where is she today? Is she still I, around? She's, she's still around. I know her sister, Danny Minogue. Don't know who oh, that is. As, well, like, quite a tr- Remember Don't know who her sister is. This is going to stay online Don't know forever. who her sister is. No. Danny Min- Listen, if Danny Minogue hears this, and wants to come over here to say, yeah, I'll play for a plane ticket. I'll be like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> Last episode so, was I'll, good, man. What was that about? It's been that long ago. Remind Andy me. Allen. Sensei you Andy Allen. Shotokan. Applied Shotokan. Yeah. That was really comments. good. I, I, You know, going into that episode, I was like, you know, are we going to get the response that we do normally? Like with our you know viewers and we did but not only that we got like some folks from his side shodokan folks um and i i don't know i found it really super educational well that's what we want we don't we don't just want to be in the kyokushin niche do we mm-hmm. although it's a big niche for us but we're karate martial arts the wider sense we want to speak family. to different people it's one family one martial arts that's right it's all yeah. the same and and we you say that facetiously but I don't. You do say it facetiously. No, I don't. I, I believe it. I actually believe it. You think I do, but I don't. You've got a facetious look about you. Very I'm thinking about something else. Very, I'm thinking about Tagumi. Very flippant remark that was. Um, no, I'm just thinking about something is, else. We are all related. It is all the same. Judo, karate, jujitsu yes. stuff. The movement, the movements are the same pretty much because there's only so many ways the body can move. So we'll just, see relations through time. Go back 2,000 years old doing calamari. Oh, what? No, that's a fish, <laughs> isn't it? That's fried fish. Oh, no, squid. The, the ancient art of Indian calamari. Exactly. Squid fighting. Exactly. Throwing squids at each other. People still throw squids today. It's poison. You, you get the dye in your eye, you get poisoned. And there we are, folks. That's, that, that's basically... <laughs> Where martial arts came from, throwing squids. (laughs) 
Oh my god, I'm losing my train. Um, go on. So, I, so I was actually go on. no, but on that note though, I I actually reached out to uh, another gentleman, um, BJJ instructor. Um, oh man, I hate man. My don't get my advice to everyone. Don't get old. It sucks. Um, my memory man is just not as good as it used to be. A BJJ instructor, Greg King. In Greg Canada. King. Greg King uh, is a uh, B- BJJ instructor relatively close to me um, that I reached out to. And on your note, and the reason I did is because the place I was going, uh, it's it's difficult to get, it's further. It's really hard to get to, especially in rush hour traffic and stuff. Um, so I was trying to find a place a little closer and I found this gentleman and I really hit it off with him. And, and that was one of the things I told him, you know, uh, you know, going in there, I just want you to know, even though you see me on, because he he recognized me from Marshall Way and all this bullshit that I do, I'm like, when it comes to ground, I'm a beginner and I'm very hesitant, shy about coming in. Or, and he's like, you're a martial artist. We're all the same. We're just what, and I love that. That's I love that. Like, you and know? then he choked you out. And then he choked me. No, I haven't gone yet. <laughs> I haven't gone yet, but he will. I'm sure they will. <laughs> Yeah, and yeah. someone. So I read this on a group the other day. Some, some. Uh, um, he said he was a Kyokushin guy, a Kyokushin black belt or something. And he went to BJJ and he was rolling. He was very humbled, and they showed him this, and it was just humbled how he didn't know what to do. And I'm like, did you punch and kick them? Did you headbutt them? Was you allowed to low kick them before they <laughs> took you down? Exactly. Were you punching them while they were trying to choke you? I'm like, it's different horses for courses. Exactly. Don't don't compare them. And it's like, yeah. did you get you? Did you get the be gay gay guy who choked you out? The be gay gay guy. <laughs> the be gay gay guy. The gay the be gay. That's what we call it for short. Be gay. <laughs> did you get them to stand up then and start trading blows afterwards? No, it's different stuff. I know, but it all goes back to what we talked about before: ego, squid, leaving the squid throwing, leaving the ego and the squids at the door. Yes, yes, exactly. Oh. Oh, you said a special word just then. What did you say earlier? Special word? You dropped a word in. You word dropped. You word bomb dropped. What did I say? You got to think. I don't know. What you were smiling about. What were you talking about earlier that we were going to bring up? The thing that's recently happened. Oh, (laughs) oh. All right, folks. All right, so so my work work can be quite intense. (laughs) intense during the day i'm not gonna lie sometimes it requires a lot of attention and uh, whatever however this <laughs> message popped up while i was in the middle of work and i look over at my phone and i'm like seeing this i'm like what anyway terry was getting trolled a little bit <laughs> i thought it was pretty hilarious <laughs> yeah and tro- the thing it trolled uh, I don't know if it's on. It's on my um, Instagram Instagram. feed on Terry underscore wrong and dojo at Instagram.com. All that stuff. Um, And it was basically this. Here's the address. Click on that or up there. Um, And it was basically about the seminar that's coming up in Poland. Um, Now, I I use the term tagumi to describe the grappling arts of karate that I teach, that I take out of the katas, right? Because that's what it is. Te gumi is, is grappling hands. Yeah. We've also got kumite as well. And kumite is in like entangled hands. But kumite has become 
sparring. If you say to someone kumite, they think we'd, well, you go straight into sparring, straight into knockdown. Regardless of um, style. Regard, there's no differentiate on it. There's, there's like kumite is punching and kicking. If yeah. you said, no, 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 I, I want to do the throw, do the kazushi, take the balance and then clinch. No, it doesn't exist. It, it's, they're separate things in people's heads today. So there's got to be a different name to differentiate it. And Tegumi is an old, old name. goes back to Okinawa. So I use the term Tegumi when I'm describing the grappling art of karate mm-hmm. that originally came back from Tegumi. And to give people a little bit of a history lesson on there, we know where karate sort of originated in Okinawa. Originally in Okinawa, you had a native wrestling style, which was called Tegumi. Then you had like the white train, a white crane boxing came from China, came in there, mixed it up. It sort of became Todu, which is like so it a became Te at first. They just called it Te at first. Te or Naha Te and Shuta Te. Naha Te and Shuta Te. Yeah. Then it kind of came became karate, and we know yeah. why the word karate came from, you know, China or less. We know that. So hey, let's actually let's just now I don't want to go skim over too quickly. And just to put emphasis, Okinawa gave such respect to China that the original kanji was actually was not the kanji that we use now for karate. No, it was using the Chinese out. character, and in Chinese, in Mandarin is pronounced tong tongsho, and it means China hand, and that's a, literally what they did until the you know Funakoshi brought it to the mainland, and they changed that calligraphy yeah. to a Japanese one meaning empty, just to differentiate themselves from China. Political, Sorry? yeah, they want to be separate from China. Uh, political. Yeah. Sorry, I just wanted to put China. that little because I think it's important. yeah, but, but it's. We, we, I know we skirt over, but we, we've talked about it in oh, no, previous shows as well. Yeah. So we've probably got new listeners that haven't listened to previous shows. Yeah. So we give you the brief insight there where, you know, in a nutshell, where karate originated from. Mm. Um, so you've got this native wrestling style called Tegumi in Okinawa. That got mixed up with some white crane Chinese hand boxing. Then when they come over, that sort of developed a bit. That sort of became Nahate, which was like mm-hmm. the, the north hand, Shurite, like the Shurite hand region, mm-hmm. became Todu, which was like, uh, not Todu, Todu is a different thing. Todu des is the, the ginger bollocks. <laughs> to, todu became like a precursor <laughs> to, to Karate. So then it was China hand. And then mm-hmm. when they had the big, you know, the Japanification, of it and it was going to japan they were like Ooh, it's that national it's that nasty we, word nationalism nationalism we can't be using the word china that's a no-go we've got to take that out and make it something more mystical empty hand even though the hands are not always empty because kobudo which is weapon work as they say is the sister to karate so karate without the weapon work it, it goes together Karate and weapons go together. So the empty hand, it's like, yeah, make it mystical. It's about the emptiness of your soul. You just reminded me. That's something I haven't done in a long time. I need to go back to Kobudo. Uh, Kobudo. Um, I was going to say, Kobota, that's a digger. <laughs> because I did, yeah, because back in when I was doing Kampo and stuff, we did Nunchoko uh, and Tonfa and Bo, and we did all the traditional Okinawan weapons. Anyway, mm-hmm. sorry. I, I, I did this coming up as a kid. Did Nanchaku, did Bo, did the Tonfa. One of my favorites, the Sai. I don't, yeah, Sai is very And, and it, it's 
helps your karate though it helps your posture and when they we when then we talk about weapons is i'm not using a weapon the weapon is an extension of my hand exactly yeah. so it, be, it becomes part of you and it's just an extension of you the weapon is let's get back um, to your squabble. anyway <laughs> we, dig- we digress we'll uh, get back onto this so what are we get are we are we bringing this background to the wood well so Terry- I'm, going, I'm i'm going to poland next month so we do yeah. a seminar in poland um on the saturday there is a youth tournament we'll put the dates in here quick plug youth tournament on the saturday i'm going out as a I'm putting down time signatures so i can put this shit in there where are we can't yeah but I you can't know. judge with the time 45 because yeah. we spoke for 20 minutes before we recorded exactly. whatever anyway poland put in there we've got a there's a youth tournament on the saturday and going out as a guest referee see the tournament on the sunday we're doing a, a seminar be no flag blowing on my i'd be like put your fucking flags down take your whistles out and put your flags down i don't want to see them and i don't want to hear them um on the saturday's a seminar and part of the seminar that i'm teaching will be the grappling elements of kata so for want of a better use of word tagumi and they wrote this on the poster yeah tagumi which so makes like, perfect right, sense to us makes perfect sense yeah yeah so Posted this out, and then someone commented, uh, "What's he called? He's called Jinsen Karate Forever." I don't know. He's blocked us now. <laughs> he's blocked, yeah, no, he's deleted his account. Oh, he did. He had, okay. Yeah, I mean, he had he had like one picture on his account, mm. and he's like, "Oh, what school of Tagumi did you study with?" And and I thought like, "Oh, it's just it's just going to be a knobhead coming in asking loads of uh, who are you? What have you done? I trained with such that." So I was quite facetiously, I was like, "Oh." I trained on the school of pavements and said something, said something like that. And he was like, you haven't, he was almost like, uh, you are not a Tanaka. You are not a Japanese. You can't use this word. And he was like, you, you can't say Tugumi. You have not done Tugumi. Tugumi is wrestling. And I was like, okay. Yeah. It may have been 200 years ago and it may still be used now, but Tegumi is also used as the grappling element of karate. So we just had this comp- this whole conversation going back and forth. And he would kept going on and on. And I'm like, listen, I'm not a Tagumi wrestling coach. I don't teach it. I don't know it. I'm not a wrestler. But the grappling aspects of karate that came from Tagumi, I teach those parts. And I teach them from a karate perspective. I'm not an expert judoka or an expert wrestler. But he just wasn't getting it. And he was like, you can't say Tagumi. It's like me saying I do Kyokushin. I was like, well, you can fucking say that. You can say it's what you not, want. But it's not. Anyway, whatever. We're not. not. Like I said, you can say what you want. You can say you do Kyokushin. You can say you're a black belt in Kyokushin. Turn up to a session. And as soon as we start sparring, we'll see whether you are or not. Mm-hmm. And then so I tagged Scott in this. I was like, Scott, listen to this guy. And Scott come in and all guns blazing. No, I just to had protect fun. me. And basically, the guy now has gone into hiding. <laughs> I just had fun. I, like I said, I was busy at work, and I was like, "Who?" Literally, I was just like, almost like the Conor McGregor thing. Like, who the fuck? Yeah, it's is like, this who guy? the fuck are you? I'm like, I don't know who the fuck this guy is. And he's like ripping into you, like with your with your one picture, an anonymous account with like five followers. Look, at the end of the day, I actually had didn't really have too much of a problem with what he was saying, but it was the approach. He could have just come in and be like, hey, uh, you know, asked you a question. Are you whatever? And, he you was know, very, he was, 
confrontational. Apparently, by all by all accounts, he was very arrogant about it. Hundred percent, it was completely arrogant yeah. and, and then nonchalant. I, anything else that was being said. Right. And then I have people message me or somebody message me saying, well, oh, this actually, I know who this is. This guy is, you know, he's yeah, from Okinawa, high ranking. I'm like, I, li- I still don't give a fuck. I don't give a shit. Why do I, I care you're shit. from Okinawa? I don't give a shit. You're from fucking Cape Breton, Nova Scotia. Like, I don't, why? I don't care. Like, why do I care that you're from Okinawa and you study stuff? You're being a dick. Yeah. You're being a dick. Yeah. <laughs> Remember the, t- the tree to be in Marshall Way? He's not being a dick. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Touche. Anyway, on that so, note, yeah, we just touched on that little bit. Go on. On that note, you got the toilet, yeah. <laughs> I want to show a little tagumi. What tagumi you showing? Oh. Not what I said. Yeah, yeah. Set this up for us. What is this? What are we looking at? I don't I like want to show that yet. No, I, all it's right. a whole conversation about that. Oh my god, let's stop that yet. Really? I thought god. this was a segue. No. Well, it could be if you want it. I was gonna I was gonna just talk about something else, but you could put that on if you want to. We'll That's lead us into it then. Yeah, it's a different conversation, but you know, we'll go down that route then. I put thought this was a good... then Yeah, I wanted to actually give you to give it okay. So Terry posted this and I want Terry to give a breakdown because I thought it was I I really so like the, it. This, this is, is really so this good. is just one of the one of the videos we put out now on our throwing grappling series. So this is out on the Backstreet Karate page. Um, and it's just basically the turn. So out of Taikyoko Kata, which is also the Pinan Katas, it's a- anything that's got that turn with the back Oops. leg comes around and you go off to the side. Uh, so you've got it as the, the third punch going up, uh, third punch going up in Taikyokus and the same as in Pinans. If you um, fast forward it a bit, Scott, it's the end of the sequence there and the turn. Okay. Let me know yeah, if you I want me to pause. I think it's count seven, count seven or count eight uh, when you get up there. Yeah. So if you look at Bryn there now, so what, what I'm explaining there now, that last punch that goes through, then we're told we're doing three punches up, we're told, yep, we're punching the body. Um, but what if that punch isn't punching to the body and that punch is to clear the body, but just get your arm through him. Uh, so if I, do I actually do that? Do I shut up? And yeah, do you do. By you? Boom, right here. So there, there. So you're clearing that body. I've got, I've, I've entered in, cleared the body, got my arm around him. Turn. Then that next movement coming okay. around, and you do a gear down, bright. Remember, exactly. a lock is a block, is a blow, is a throw. Exactly. But this is how I was taught in Kempo. That was yeah. my gear down, bright. Or to so take somebody turn, over the leg. Yeah, this turn to the side is not turning to a new attacker that you're defending against. You, you, as we said in cat, you're not defending multiple opponents. You're defending one opponent, and he's in front of you. So you one come piece in of and you basically. I would give people when they're doing this. Terry's doing it really well there. You got to go hike. I don't know what the word is. You got to get right in. You got to get in. You got to lift. Hike. Yeah, got to lift gotta, them up with your. You got to lift their weight with your hips. Yeah. Now, if you and you can you, balance you watch them this there. there, yeah, you the big guy. You can hold. Yeah, we've got a girl a in the guy. dojo. We've got a girl in the dojo, Alex, who weighs about forty-five kilos, fifty kilos at the very most. Yeah. I weigh one hundred and seven kilos. Because you're she a can fat lift fuck. me up. Look at the muscular, gut on you. Look at the muscular gut belt. Look at the gut. That's key energy. <laughs> That's my little, that's my Haribo. All the <laughs> energy is the name. 
she can lift me up or hold me in that position, it's fine because it's all Beautiful. the hips that are lifting. So that was the other variation. Um, Actually, I want to back that up because that's the a separate variation. It's the same thing, but from the other side. Same thing. If if they're just a little, if they're a bit heavier and, and yeah. a bit more solid, and you haven't quite got the angle right, yeah. you can also sweep the leg. So you see lift how he balances. But there's a good point. See how you balance Bryn there. That's what exactly right there. Perfect. <clears throat> then the other bit is uh, they're a bit solid. The reap. The, the previous video to this was about the reap. Yeah. So there, then you can just lift and reap the leg at the same time. Boom. Bang. And then they go down harder and nice. Now, we're going to give that I, kid a green belt, by the way. Jesus. When he passes his fucking grade in. <sighs> Get that yellow belt off him. Which, what do you want about it? He's only, he hasn't, he's only been a yellow belt for like. Yellow belt. Something about yellow belt. I just don't like it. Three years. Three <laughs> years. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he'd be graded in the summer now in Germany, actually. Um, Nice. Let me tell you what. Let me tell you what's happening with these throws there, right? So I, I can throw okay. I'm not a judoka, but I've got an understanding of throwing. Now, our Zen could. So, so I, I was looking at this video. I break it down. I analyze myself. And I'm like, yeah, that's a bit of a. That's not quite a smooth throw. And then I'm looking at myself and I'm like, well, my legs are not exactly as they are in the cat there. So, and you know, when you get people going in, going, oh, that's not a movement. You're not doing the same movement now. Here's, here's the issue, folks. Here's the thing. The Zen Kutsudachi and Kyokushin is the longest Zen Kutsudachi in any of the styles. Mm -hmm. Okay? So Zen Kutsudachi sure. and Kyokushin is very much looked at as a working stance yeah. to work the legs. Okay? It's a long, low stance. You look at more Okinawan styles, it's a very high stance. They, they, they practically... Almost barely standing. bending the front leg. Yeah, they're yeah. almost standing up. Yeah. Even in short calm, uh, almost standing up. Kyokushin is very low, very long. Which is okay? interesting. Uh, but I like I've been led to believe the, the practical aspects of it. It is working. The go up and down in this long stance is to work in the legs because they're bent more, they're loaded more. There's more pressure on them, isn't there? Sure. If you, you, From an the, exercise the, the perspective, yeah. Yeah, the shallower... <laughs> Your your squat, the easier it is, isn't it? Of course, yeah. The deeper it is, the harder it is. So that's what I've been led to believe. And Zen Kutsudachi does have its um say if someone's going for uh, a take a double leg takedown, you shoot that leg back into Zen Kutsu and you and you have that one there. Yeah, and when I was in Campo, th there was a lot of emphasis put on Zen Kutsudachi, but again, so different than what we look at in Taekwondo or Taekwondo, yeah, and Kyokushin is that. <laughs> We think of it as um, when I was in Kempo, was um, it was it was a takedown. That whole stance was a takedown. You use the straight leg yeah. to pull someone yeah. over, yeah. or to use it as a, a fulcrum to to trip them. Uh, same thing with gate on barai. It was either as you just said it as a grab and pull, or if you were in a kind of more zenkutsudach stance that you could literally just take their whole body and just like yeah. right over the leg. So we, so we look at um, Chudan Morote Uchiyuke. Yeah. Where you've got the hand assisted there. That's that thing. You know, you whenever you do that into a kibidach, you're basically taking someone over your leg. Yeah. You know, exactly. you, you don't need this extra added push to, to, to block something. This extra added push is to come bang and take someone over your leg. And, and, 
you can do the same thing, just stepping forward into Zenkutsu and putting the arm out. As long as the body is between this arm and that leg, exactly. you're going to get the scissor action. They're exactly. going to over. Exactly. Yeah. So when you understand yeah. that, like, oh, yeah, actually, that's a lever, and I can push someone over my leg if, you get, if I get, a, get the angle right. Yeah. Same thing we used to do in school. Crouch down behind someone. Your friend would come up oh, and push them over you. Exactly. Those principles are the same. So as I'm watching the throws in this and I'm looking at myself and I'm like, actually, I'm I'm throwing improperly because I know how to do the throw. And I'm in quite a shallow stance. I'm not in a very deep Zenko statue when you do the throw because it doesn't it doesn't really work when you're in a very long Zenko statue. It doesn't work that well. So, but then I look back at manuals and stuff. You look at Funakoshi's books, you look at uh, Nagamini's books and all of them. And it's like, yeah, they're very short Zenkutsus. So yes, that throw is there, but for you to make it work properly, you have to shorten your Zenkutsu. You have to make mm-hmm. the stance shorter for it to work. So then someone could look at it and go, that's not Zenkutsu Dachi. You've made that up. That doesn't fit. That's all bollocks. It's like, well, no, actually, our stance is elongated longer than any other style stance. It's yeah, you're, you're not going to find much you're shorter. Gonna, yeah, you're not going to find that stance in any Okinawan system. None. It just no, doesn't they're, exist. They're much shorter. And <clears throat> I've started. I'm. I mean, I'm. I'm picking apart all of our Kyokuchin stuff. Same. Another thing, like Well, you don't call it Tegatani, okay? Today, I think it's called Stormashuke. Like even right here, Patrick McCarthy is doing some Takumi here. Look at his stance. Look at how close his legs are. Yeah, it's it's all it's all because if you've got a long, long stance, you you've weakened your balance. You can take that leg; it can be taken and gone. Isn't it interesting that Patrick McCarthy calls this Takumi? Hmm, interesting. Does um, he really? Interesting. Oh, Raya Takumi. Well, obviously he's full of shit, isn't he? Yeah, well, Patrick McCarthy doesn't know shit. Listen, <laughs> you're not Okinawan wrestler. You can't use that word. For people who don't realize Patrick McCarthy is one of the f- foremost authorities on Okinawan karate in the world. He wrote the Bubishi. Well, he translated it, tra- yeah. translated into English. Yeah, but this is what, you know, as this guy was going, I was thinking, what if this is like Patrick McCarthy? On a, <laughs> that on was a, talking uh, to him? No. He, I, I know. <laughs> but I know Patrick a little bit. There's no way he would have. <laughs> anyway. So, so. Back to our thing of understanding movements, right? And our katas and stuff. Sometimes the kata, the, the version of kata that we do in Kyokushin has been changed. It will have different movements. Like we've said on previous shows, all the Jordan kicks. Everybody, my, everybody recognizes this, right? Yeah. Goju version. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally, literally a Hadouken. It's literally, literally like one this of them. small little wrist movement. But we have this huge... We we do everything. It's bigger than... Same as the, the uh, Stormwashuke coming over. This one coming over. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've always known yes. it as Tegatane Uge. Which is how... How did you... I want to see it compared to Kempo. How did... Can you show me? How do we do it? Yeah. I know it's not a lot of space. It's hard to do. I'm sitting here. I can't. Remember. So I get you would come down on the body, keep the arm straight, bring it right over, and it would it, finish the. You mean in Kyokushin? Yeah. No, I mean, do you know the original way, like how that's taught in other? Oh, well, I, I, I don't. I, 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 I just use it. I 
look at other styles basically just as the store bag. Yeah, it just comes that's in. It. They're really tight, really short. That's it. That's it. So that's this how, how, so how, this is how I was learned in uh, taught, sorry, in Campo. And it's a drill. It's also a drill that you, it's a two man drill and you can do it for both on the ground, uh, on blocking side, but in grappling. So each move you come, you trap, grab, pull, move over, trap, grab, pull, and you can keep. Yep. Anyway. Funny enough, we was doing this is exactly what we discussed in the dojo the other night. So oh, cool. with my students, we look at we, you know, we re-look at Kyokushin stuff and we look at the way we do moves. And I, from my practical fighting background, uh, and I do have a very good practical knowledge of, of actual fighting, how fights go down. Yeah, you have the bonus of actually having worked as a freaking door person. Yeah. So I'm like, well, I, I always try to relate to it and say, well, how is that going to work then? What is that going to actually do when the adrenaline is pumping and you're actually in a situation? Whether you're in a situation tonight outside Splinters or if you're 200 years ago, Outside the gambling house in Okinawa. Splinters? Is that some sort of like stripper place I was, or something? No, no, no. It's, uh, it's where the <laughs> turtle's master lives. Uh, I was, you know, I was trying to think. I was trying to think of a Sounds like a stripper. <laughs> I was trying to trying to think of a completely made up club that I could not be linked to where I'd worked. Splinters. I was, I, and I was like, and there was a, there's a club blisters. There's a club, oh. there, and I'm like, no, blisters, splinter. Bl- Splinters, <laughs> like completely random name, which is made up. Anyway, um, so I tried to make these moves in, and we were looking at uh, at Tegatani Uke, I like to yeah. call it. Store, people call it Storm Washuke, but that is also Storm Washuke was that one as well. Yeah, I think it's now. I've looked. I've been shown some interesting, interesting applications by very, very high-grade senior Xi'ans in the world. I've looked at these applications and thought, mm. right, you've clearly never been in a fight in your life. <laughs> so this is, this is not, it's not going to happen like that. Um, and then, so we were comparing it to that. I showed the card that just in it just comes in there. And that is so much better. If you basically, even if you're not grabbing the arm and clearing a limb, mm. just coming into the shoulder joint, Zenkutsudachi in shoulder band, you've cut inside the arm. Now you've opened the arm and you're on the inside of the body, coming to the head, elbow, back, all of that stuff follows through. So I will I'll, I'll say me- from, from a Kempo perspective, the two things that we drilled the most that was hammered into us, I wouldn't say, I, I, I'm sure if I went back and went, oh no, there was more, but two that come to my mind was this drill and then using um, like from um, Pinon yeah. Yondon, but we use it as a um, break. I don't know how to explain it. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Like a frame, a frame. Yeah, when you're framing. Coming in so when you yeah. come for that clinch, that grab, then you're yeah. framing up. Yeah, that's same, how it Same was. as in, same as Pinon, knee, bang. Coming yes, in. exactly. That's how it was taught to us. It was not taught anything close to blocks and strike, nothing like that. There, there is. I mean, again, I do think we will have, and we've said it before, that the over Japanification of techniques. And I think, because um, let's keep, keep in mind as well, after the Second World War, a lot of martial arts was banned in Japan. It was like, no, you, so the Americans were occupying, weren't they? Um, and it was like, no, you're not doing your, your martial arts. You're not doing fighting. You're not walking around with swords. You're not training to fight with swords. A lot of it became 
quite underground and a lot they of they a just lot banned of martial lost. arts here in Canada. What? <laughs> you wouldn't be surprised, oh, would you? <laughs> wouldn't be surprised now. It's not as if you do it properly anyway. But ah, <laughs> <laughs> um, so a lot of this stuff was lost, and you know, people were trying to rediscover it. And I, I, I genuinely believe that. Japanese influence sort of stuff. Then they looked at these techniques and went, "Oh yeah, well that could be that." Okay, well, that so could be that. I'm glad you just said that because this, I, I'm always we're always cautious to say things. You don't want to piss people off and stuff. But I think one of the worst things that happened to karate was going to Japan. <laughs> I'm not joking. Like, but unfortunately, yeah. we would have probably lost it though because it wouldn't have been. It wouldn't have been. It wouldn't have been as widespread. It would no, have stayed it wouldn't on have... a little. Like, it would have stayed in Okinawa. Exactly. And it would be, be called. In... And it'd be called Tagumi. Exactly, or something anyway, Tay or something called Katagumi. But I mean, it is so starkly different Japanese karate to Okinawan karate. Japanese karate are two different styles. They're completely different worlds, man. You are virtually talking about, right? This is how different it is. Yeah. So Japanese karate is knockdown, Okinawan karate is MMA. Pretty much. That's how. That's how different it is. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty spectacular how really different. But people don't see that. They just, you know, karate. It's one thing. But again, we're talking, we're talking two hundred years, aren't we? Yeah, of 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 stuff going on uh, and things move so quick. So when, when someone, when my father done it this way, my father's father done it that way over the last eighteen, ninety years. It's like that's what it is. And now you coming along and telling me that I'm doing it wrong that I'm not shielding out to the sun and chopping someone's head off and kicking him <laughs> off his horse. That's telling right. me I'm not I'm blocking the sun. <laughs> you block the sun out of my eyes so I can't see. Boom, chopped his head off with the old head chopper off a tank. Oh, my God, you kill me. And you're telling me I'm not kicking that guy off his horse? Oh, my what God. What planet you do you me. live on? That's, that's what people will be like. They'd be like, this has been done this way for 100 years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a lovely, lovely saying. Why do I hold on before you go on? How in the hell? Remember, okay, it's anyway. a lovely saying. Keep it in your brain. <laughs> I, can't, I can't remember because it. That stupid thing you just said about blocking the sun. I've literally heard that. <laughs> I have. That's how ridiculous that is. <sighs> Sorry. Lovely saying. But, but I I can't remember the saying though. It's a lovely saying. Just it's um Can't think of it. Can't think of the word. It's <laughs> he who wears pajamas. <laughs> no, it's it's right. What's I think right. Then what? Sorry, sorry. I fucking can't even hear it. It's a fantastic thing. It's basically right. The saying is basically function over form. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Right? Function over form say it, always. Yeah. But the, the saying is something over ritual. Oh. It's something before it, it's, I can't think of the word though. It's not practicality, but it's basically like practicality over ritual. Don't just keep doing it because it's a ritual. What was it? You Function must, over form and functionality. That's the, Function over form would be like a, the, the, another way of looking at. Looking yeah, but at what was it. the other thing you were saying? It's something over ritual. Let me see if I can find it because I know what you're talking about. It might be might begin with an R as well. I literally 
read it earlier on, I thought, oh, yeah, that's a fantastic little... Because function over form is a big, well-known... Yeah, that's a big one, but it's more of an Eastern slant on that. It's... Mm. it's, it's Nah, whatever. Can't find it. Realism over a ritual. It's something over a ritual. We find it put in there, but it's basically yeah. that function over form. So, yeah, we, we have we have a reality, reality over ritual. Oh yes, reality over ritual. I, I think, think Terry just made that up, but pretty cool. That's a TB one, right? That's going on T-shirt. But it's basically reality over ritual. So yeah, we have our rituals and stuff, but keep an element of reality there, because. Yeah, remember the story we we spoke about the ham in a baking tin. I say that again. Just for people. Again. There was a yeah, it was about that was about thirty episodes back. Yeah, but right, basically, Harry's grandmother, my <laughs> my wife cooks a nice ham. Right, we get a, get a ham and she chops the edge of the ham off. Right, and then bakes it. So I'm like, babe, why 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 are you cutting the edge of the ham off? all the time she's like i don't know that's that's what my mother taught me to cook it so we were like all right we're gonna ask your mum." so next time my mum asked her mum, and her mum cuts she said why do you cut why do you cut it off she was like that's the way my grandmother taught me how to cook it so we were like oh okay well next next this this I, i'm going to get to the bottom of this now i want to know what's going on what's the reason for it is that part of the ham full of toxins that you've got to cut it off or something um, so we asked your grandma there, and we, she was like, Grandma, why? Remember, you cut the, cut the ham off. Why did you cut the edge of the ham off to cook it? And she was like, Well, it wouldn't fit in my baking tin otherwise. <laughs> and that's that. That's been handed down. <laughs> oh, my God, I love that story. Generations as a ritual. It. You cut that ham off there, and they're still doing it today. So, why are you doing it? The block the sun. Wouldn't it's the block, block the sun. sun out, <laughs> block the sun. So, we do have these things that become rituals. It's like, why did you do it that way? Oh, because I was taught that way. Why did he do it? Because he was taught that way. Why did he do it? Because he had a prosthetic leg. That's why he's doing it oh. that way. Oh. <laughs> oh, right. That's why we hop. I thought it was like doing something. No, he had one leg. That's that's why. So we you have to look at things objectively sometimes and be like, why are we doing that? I don't, I don't think sometimes. I think all the time. I all think the time. Yeah, everything yeah, in your life you should look at objectively. Everything. Like we said, what's including the news? Uh, well, no, don't just don't watch the news. <laughs> um, we looked at it. Everything. Well, what's a good student? Someone that's questioning everything. I'll give one. My only word of advice for people: look at the news. Treat it like crossing a street. Make sure you always look right and left. Getting very political here now. No, that's all I'm saying. Moving on. Very political. Yeah, very political. I think we can't. We we do. Um, I won't say anything more. But we do have to acknowledge the elephant in the room is that there is there is a war going on at the moment. There is an invasion going on at the moment with Russia into Ukraine. You know, and I certainly think I don't agree with everything that's going on. All sides of it. There's lots of different sides to it. But people are dying. And that's about, no matter which way you want to slant it, and no matter what the politicians are doing, people are dying, and that yeah. that's the problem. The last thing we fucking need is a war. That's the last thing we need. But the problem with this is, is you've got politicians go to war, and then actually politicians don't go to war. That's part of the problem. Well, not yet. Maybe, you know what yeah. I'm saying. Politicians don't go to war. 
politicians create wars and then and it's then normal people children. like you and me that get fucked over. Exactly. So I, I have seen a few things going around at the moment where um, it's like, right, boycott everything that's Russian. Ban everything that's Russian. So in Britain now, they're taking Smirnoff off the shelves and stuff. Here uh, too. Any, here too, any Russian products, they're taking them off. But something I've seen as well that I find a bit disturbing is that there was European coaching organizations putting out this letter saying that basically cut all ties with the Russian coaching organizations, do not support anything they do. And we don't, we, we that's, that's it. You don't Disgusting. support what they do. You don't invite them and you basically cut them off. And Disgusting. it's like, oh, hang on a minute, hang on a minute. A month ago, these were your very, very close friends. So, and, and someone posted about it saying, oh my God, why are, why are all the Kyokshin organizations not doing this? And I, I didn't comment because I think this whole thing is so emotional for everyone. It's best not to comment on it, especially if you, especially if we in, in Canada and Wales are not directly involved with Correct. it. Correct. I'm so keeping not my mouth to comment, shut. Yeah, not to comment on what's going on there. But in terms of Kyokshin and the wider community, we've Correct. got Kyokshin brothers and sisters in Ukraine. We've got Kyokshin brothers and sisters in Russia. There Correct. are nothing at all to do with the war. I have Russian friends here in Canada that are getting shit for this. It's pissing me off. Yeah. I, I told they Terry, I was, I, I, I was in an altercation the other night because somebody was talking about this war and conflict and I get it. It's very emotional. It's heated. And they started talking about Russians in a very derogatory way. And it pissed me and off. All Russians. All Russians. And I'm, I'm just like, I, I'm, I'm not kidding. I came close to slapping this guy across the face because I know goddamn well, you would not have said that in front of my Russian friends. Uh, if they were standing here in front of you, one and two, what do they have to do with anything that's happening that's driven by these politicians and all this? Like, it's not fair. Nothing man. at all. Nothing. nothing at all. It's not fair. It, it um, I, I've seen lots of stuff going on a bit where it's just like, and this now in Ukraine as well goes both ways. Like, just yeah, don't, don't speak to your Russian friends. Just cut cut them off now. We don't bother with them. It's like, hang on, your your best friends last month. I couldn't think of anything that's more un-Kyokshin. Or so exactly. as I said, if everyone did if everyone did Kyokshin, there wouldn't be any wars. Yeah, maybe we have a big tournament and fucking call the end to it. Like if, every, if everyone was doing Kyokshin, there wouldn't there wouldn't be wars on there. So I, I you know, it should be Kyokshin should be that one thing that is there in the middle that that transcends it. Exactly, Terry. And you know what? To be on that note, I'm surprised that more Kyokushin organizations are not doing that. While there's a war happening and all this bullshit is going on in the world that's dividing us, no. Kyokushin is a sanctuary. Exactly. Know that Kyokushin is a sanctuary. It's a home for all of us where you're not Russian, you're not Ukrainian, you're not Canadian, you're not British or whatever. You are Kyokushin Karatika. And this is where you like that shit should be left out. Yeah. Um, and it's, yeah, you, you, you've seen, you've seen the video, the story of the, the first world war where you've got Germany and Britain, they were on the trenches and stuff. I think mm. it was Christmas day or it might've been the second world war, something like 1943. Oh, I know the story. Christ, Christmas yeah. day. Yeah. And, um, yes. In the end, you know, they're like, you know, this fathers, brothers, sons on the German side, fathers, brothers, sons on the British side or the, the United, um, the allies side. And eventually, they both come out of the trenches. This is Christmas Day. You know, stop firing, stop shooting each other, because we're all 
humans at the end of the day. You know, professional soldiers do the bidding of the politicians. Right. That's what they do. If you're a professional soldier, it's not your job to question what is going on. Correct. Or why you're doing it. You have to do it if you're ordered mm-hmm. to do it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so they realize, yes, Jim, they're human. You're human. And then they end up having a football game. Mm-hmm. And they play a football game on Christmas Day. Germans and Brits together playing football and this and that. And they were doing this and there was this little brief intermission of, of this battle and death and torture that's going on all around them. And they played together, talked together, this and the, the, there's an ad, they made an advert out of it yeah. for a chocolate bar and stuff. Yeah. Um, and then some sirens went off and it was like, yeah, back at oh, it. Back to work, guys. Shook hands. Back to work, back to their, back to their respective trenches, ready to start shooting at each other. Uh, and I think Kyokushin should be that 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 corridor down the middle of, of this is where you can meet. Yes, and uh, uh, unhindered, Kyokushin should should be a savior for everyone. Really, I've written about this before. Like somebody comes in a dojo, I don't care if you're Russian, Ukrainian, Pakistani, British. I don't give a crap as long as you're a good person. Like, why do I care what your background is when you come into a dojo? I just want to have a good training partner. I'm going to share a tweet. I'm not going to do too much of this stuff because I want to stay at this. But I saw this tweet today that really hit me. And it really talked about, because everything, I'm trying to literally try, you know, it was bad enough going through all the COVID bullshit and lockdowns and all the political bullshit around that. Now we get slammed with the all this war stuff. All of a sudden, COVID's gone. We don't even know what yeah, talks I about think, that anymore. I think, on a side note, Putin <laughs> should have the Nobel Prize because he's basically eradicated COVID. doesn't exist anymore. Mm. Not, even che- not even checking your vax passes or anything at airports. Well, except for Canada. No, we still can't Except fly. We can't do anything. Yeah, We're still under. I know someone. I know someone that flew to Paris. Didn't give a shit. Someone that yeah. flew to Hungary yesterday. They didn't even check. They don't give a shit. Yeah. We had to set the pay. They had to pay for a test. They didn't check it. Certain countries still are. Yeah. When you're under China dictatorship, China. China. Anyway, I saw this tweet today, but it really because I've been seeing a lot of crap going out, like you know, America needs to do this, or Canadians need to get their troops in there, and all this stuff. And I saw this tweet. Freaking loved it. I don't even know who this guy is. I should, probably should. He's uh, whatever. Just a reminder to those insisting that the U.S. go to war in Ukraine. You actually don't need the government's approval to go and fight. You can just buy a plane ticket and head on over. Or did you want others to do the fighting for you? I love that. Oh yeah, there's I love that. a lot of a uh, lot of war correspondent experts that are exactly up everywhere. Exactly. I and I love this so guy's point. If you're so fucking passionate and mad, adamant about it, get on a goddamn plane and go over and help them. In Britain, right? There's quite a few people doing that. There's a mm. lot of ex. There's a lot of ex soldiers. Yes, that, that are jumping on planes, going to Poland, going out into Ukraine. And I know of it's a like couple a too thing. in the U.S. I know of a few groups in the U.S. Some ex soldiers and stuff, or not? Ex, I guess you're never ex. Like you know what I mean? Um, who've done yeah. the same thing, but you don't see them all over Twitter. Fucking. Blah, blah, blah. No, there's the news that was, the news that was covered you, and it's like actually there's there's a lot <gasps> of ex squaddies. There's a lot of people going out. To, to do it but then I, I will say this as well with with we're talking about the 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 persecution of like normal russian people here now not so long ago when there were fundamentalist terrorism from the muslim 
fundamentalists. They were talking, you know, and there was, there was a couple that did bad things, but people started blanketing all Muslims and saying yeah. they're all bad. Exactly. And they started they started attacking them here in Britain. They started exactly. attacking here Muslim too. shops, here Muslim too. families. Yep. And what they Bullshit, did, they, they made, they created a law then. They said that's a hate crime. Mm-hmm. That is hate crime. And it's illegal for you to attack someone it's legal for you to attack a Muslim based on what someone else has done. So it's become a hate crime. So mm-hmm. where is that now then when people are, boy- uh, you know, uh, are pe- are throwing stuff through the windows of Russian homes, Russian restaurants, shops, here, restaurants here in Canada, restaurants, the Russian being... embassy, they're driving lorries through the gates. They're doing stuff outside. And, and all right, that is not comparable to any death that's going on in any war, in any world, in any country, right? There's nothing. But it's also a double standard. Correct. Folks, we're not saying just, that we're like standing on the side. Nobody's here. Don't, I don't want to hear people in the comments. Oh, you're a Putin sympathizer and stuff. Shut it. It has nothing to do with that. We're just being normal fucking human beings. I'm, I'm we're just being anti, like, anti-war completely. Exactly. And, and I think, and, and everyone's like, yeah, get the boys over there. Get the boys and get the choppers in. It's like, listen. That it's not going to go that way. This can't go that way because we don't everyone's live in that world fuck, anymore. Everyone's going to fucking die. Yeah, we don't live in that world anymore. If you, you, and remember, remember Putin's warning to Europe: stay out of this, otherwise you will face repercussions you've never seen in your history. Folks, he sits on he sits on the largest <laughs> nuclear arsenal in the world. This is getting it, it, it is so it's got to be a, but i do watch what's going on all these sanctions and they're basically bleeding russia dry sort of thing. and it's like that's probably how, how it's going to be it's going to be sorted out around the table it's not going to be sorted out with boots on ground get the guys out there get the wagons in get the you're sword. steering this into like dangerous territories because i'm going to start opening my mouth and i don't want to open but my no, mouth because we're get coming myself. off we're because coming, we're coming I'm, out of it now I'm going to tell you one thing. All I want to say, just my final wrap. If people don't believe that this is all orchestrated and we're playing into their hands. Anyway. I was going, what was I going to say? What was I saying? You fucking cut me off again. Always when I'm mid below. Why can't you remember anything you're going to say? Because this I'm a natural free flow. It comes out to me. Once that's out, once you stop the flow, it's gone. He needs to find another way to come out now, someone else. It'll come out later on in the conversation. It's the same as me in the bathroom. Interesting. <laughs> what was I saying then? I don't fucking know. I don't know. I just wanted to try to get us out of getting into trouble. You were about to get us banned or friggin' killed. I think you were just going to put like friggin' death hits on us. This is what I was saying. This is what I was saying before you (laughs) went down your little. You said it's all orchestrated. It is orchestrated. It is orchestrated. What I'm saying is. Not by common people like you and I. This this will not be resolved with boots on the ground and missiles in the air. That's my point. Has got to be resolved around the table. They've got to sort these things out. Yeah. And America and NATO are just as much to blame for it. They've got to sit down around the table. It's got to be fucking sorted out. And I Terry got Burkett, to be folks. Terry Bur- at Terry Burkett. Got to be sorted out by next month because I'm going to. Well, I'll give you his phone number. <laughs> Put me in. I will speak to them i'll put me in the middle i'll speak to them you stop being a prick you stop being a prick they're Everybody not gonna understand a fucking word that comes out of your mouth so 
Obviously, I love to translate the earpiece thing that they do in the United Nations. I'd be there in the middle. Listen, oh. boys, this is what's you happening. You fucking nut. You fucking. Fu- <laughs> <laughs> right, get us off. Get us off the subject. Stay where we're going. Steer us on to something, Scott. COVID. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's a proof. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, never ends. Anyway, actually, you know what? That being said, I will steer us out of this. For the first time in a long time, I'm actually feeling a little bit hopeful about this part of the world. I'm, I am feeling like things are starting to. So I'm really hoping that I'm going to be able to do some traveling after uh, I think a few more months. I think everything is opening up. I, I think all this facts past crap, all this stuff is disappearing. Certainly I, I think people are still pushing it, but I think it's going to get squashed. Yeah. European countries not being checked. European countries are not checking it. Mm-hmm. Canada probably will be, and Australia probably will be. But are the other countries just like mm, not happening? Even oh, yeah. here now, I think I even think here now. So Wales is slightly different to England. Whatever England do, we'll do probably do a month later. They just right. like hold on that bit more to say no, we're not doing that. Then right. a month later, they do it. Yeah, yeah, I noticed that. I, I, we are coming to all. Everything is being lifted. I mean, you haven't even got to like isolate anymore here. I don't even think you. I don't think. Don't even think you've got to isolate if you're positive. Oh wow! Yeah, no. Here, Canada, you can't leave the country or come into the country unless you show proof of vaccination. You cannot. Yeah, there's there's pretty. What, strict what about rules. what about your what about your proof of recovery? Can you leave with that? What do you mean? Sorry. So so you in Europe. Yeah. If you've had COVID and you've recovered, no, you have your proof. You have your no. proof of recovery certificate. No, it's not recognized here. Not recognized. See, how can I not be recognized? That's your own Here, natural look, immunity. I'm going to tell you, Terry, how it's how it's not recognized. It's it's. I'm going to make it very simple for people. It's dollars and cents. Simple as that. The leader of our organi- organization, leader of our company, company. Geez, I'm losing it. Our country. Actually, it is run like a company. The leader of our country purchased an X amount of um, of shots. Uh, at a great price and he purchased enough to give us, I can't remember how many boosters now that it works out to by the population, but at least like four five, six, I don't know. So if you per, uh, put yourself in, let's just think of it as a business. You've purchased all this material that has to be put to use. If you do not use it, or if it doesn't get administered, it's going to sit on the shelf. And you're going to be like, what the heck? You just you just squandered millions and millions of dollars of taxpayers' do you know, money. Do you know how you solve that? You give this, it all this away. This is how this is how <laughs> Shian Terry Burkett, Supreme Leader, would sort out this issue. Right, folks, we've got 55 million doses or whatever. So basically, all of you are being boosted every month for the next five years. Pretty much. Or, that's what- or if you don't want it, you can buy your way out and not having it. That's so, okay too. I'm okay with that. So too. for it, so for every every booster you don't have will cost you fifty dollars. I'm fine with that. Money they, back in the coffers. If they did that, credit crisis. So I've solved the crisis. 
We've got rid of all the all the dodgy syringes. They've all gone. We've got money back in the coffers. Canadians are happy. They're voting me in again next term. I've just solved the crisis. You know what, Terry? It's funny that we joke about this stuff. That's how easy it is, though. It really is. I don't know why they don't see things like that. And I'll um, change my name to Buko, Terry Buko, <laughs> for president of uh, Chinada. <laughs> By the way, I want to thank the people of England for the amazing warm reception that our prime minister received. <laughs> I didn't see that. What do they do? What do they do? Oh, he showed up to uh, meet with Boris and um, there was quite a few protesters there uh, yelling F.U. Trudeau <laughs> to the point where he couldn't go in. He had to go around the back entrance. <laughs> yeah, to all of them. All Thank you. should have that. Thank you, England. I appreciate it. All On behalf of Canada. What, what is happening in the world of Kyokushin News? I haven't. That's an interesting thing. With because I think everything has been so heated and polarizing lately, I really haven't been seeing much. But on that note, uh, I shouldn't say this. But um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not. No, <laughs> no I'm on. gonna. No, I'm gonna stay. <laughs> Nate, you have some of the hate. Well, what I've is it? What is it on the subject of? Of this same stuff, I've contacted some folks that we know in the Kyokushin world in in Russia, and just to say, you know, you know, hope how are things going there? Hope everything they're doing fine. They're doing fine. Seminars are going and stuff, but I don't really see too much Kyokushin stuff, particularly happening right now. I think there, there's been some advertising of things coming up, including you, your seminar. Um, David Pickdolano has a seminar coming up, I think, in the U.S. Some other mm-hmm. folks have some stuff coming up. But um, I think for the most part, a lot of people are taking kind of a kind of I reserved backseat while all this shit is... Um, yeah, they're kind of tiptoeing it in because, again, mm-hmm. there's still no... It's still a, a, it's a quagmire. Look at me dropping all these big words this episode. I know, Terry's it's been studying... A, been reading for the last two weeks i'm gonna drop bombs on people it's um it's a, a quagmire to try and get through these things you're reading through government websites right if you're vaccinated you must if you're not vaccinated you've got to show this you've got to have that or if you've not been vaccinated but you can prove you've had covid and you've recovered and then you've got to have your european certificate of recovery that's then, awesome like, yeah you that's that's the thing so you'll have so you'll have your Europe, that's fucking awesome wish we had that you have your certificate of recovery to say that you've had it and you've recovered from it. It only lasts six months, though. That's awesome. I, I wish we had that. Um, so there's all these things to look through, and you're like, mm, what's that? I don't know about this. And, and the same as they could just change the rule anytime they want as well. Oh, we, that's like another said before, thing, yeah. We, we were supposed to be going to Tenerife. We were going to go to Tenerife on the 5th of January. Uh, neither me nor Susan's vaccinated, nor Seb. He's, he's five. So we were going out there. But all done. The yeah, but they were like, yeah, that's fine. You can come out, no problem. Um, as long as you do your test, you've got to do a test before, you've got to do a test when you get there. You haven't got a quarantine, this is fine. Then they announced, if you haven't been vaccinated, don't bother fucking coming because you're not coming. Oh, wow. This was in Spain. So they said, oh, no, really? if you're not vaccinated, you're not coming. So they changed the rules. That's Canada. Like okay. that day. Um, and then obviously the the, the hotel, uh, the, the flight company was like, 
we just refund the money back then. You cancel all, they refund it because they've now changed their rules. You can't go anyway. So we had a full refund for it. Mm. But that that's part of the problem as well. People are like, oh, if I book flights, pay for hotel, go out, they do this camp. And then the day before they change the rules. Exactly. We're in the same boat. Like we will not make any plans for anything because you don't know, like literally right before shit could get canceled or whatever. You don't know what's happening. I think a lot of countries at the moment, I know Germany are have a, I think they call it a freedom day. Coincidentally, it's called a freedom day. I think in April, where they lift in all restrictions, all restrictions are really? lifted and gone. Yeah, this is what my this is what my friend says. Um, Sorry, so where was this? Doing it all. Germany. Where? In Germany. Okay. Germany. Hmm. Hmm, Germany is quite quite a big place. Yeah, they're pretty good with engineering. Yeah, they're quite quite well known from around the yeah. early sort of 1900s. Yeah. They have a pretty 40s. good car too. They have a couple of nice cars. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so you were saying like a freedom day is all being lifted. Um, hmm. I know here in Wales as well. I think it's at some point in March next week or something. Everything is supposed to be lifted as That's well. That's awesome. Here in Canada, freedom is considered a uh, hate speech. Illegal. Yeah, it's freedom hate speech. is illegal. No, really. Hate, freedom is called, if you scream freedom or something, it's considered hate speech, I think. You yeah, you were Canada's having it pretty messed up as well at the moment, aren't they? Yeah, we're pretty bad. People don't realize it because yeah, but... you know, we went through that trucker protest thing. Yeah. Um, they locked you know, they busted all them. You're basically they they're political prisoners. They got arrested for protesting against the government. You can't have that. But yet if they, when they when these things happened in China and they happened in Russia, the mm-hmm. world was on their feet on a stand stage mm-hmm. saying that's arrest in the opposition, political prisoners. You can't do this. You can't do that. There's the irony. There's the irony. And then you have our leader over talking about democracy and freedom of speech yeah. and protesting irony. and other kind. It's hilarious. Meanwhile, you literally, we literally, in Can- oh my God, this is going off the rails. We literally right now in Canada have ministers, like religious ministers in jail for preaching. But he's over there talking about democracy and freedom of speech. Very, let that yeah. sink in, people. Anyone who doesn't know Canada, let that sink in for a second. We have Coming right now, we have a minister in jail who went to administer um, basically a service. He was just praying with the uh, truckers in this one location, and he's been in jail for weeks because of that. I did read about something right you know where you had your trucker things and all the truckers were there i read it that they the government went to the insurance companies yes right and said to the insurance companies you need to cancel their insurance that's correct because this is because this is an illegal protest that's correct so they canceled their insurance so they could say you're on the road illegally you haven't got sh- insurance now that's correct so, and that's when they bust in the windows in and arrest in the drive you haven't got insurance bang you've been arrested for driving without insurance that's correct um and that they froze all the bank accounts of these lorry drivers and that's not correct. just that they then if you were seen to be helping a lorry driver or feeding them or doing anything or donating to them, your bank account was frozen as well. Yeah. So it didn't get quite that bad. <clears throat> so that was the threat. 
um, bank accounts did get frozen, but it was from the truckers and people who gave big donations. I'm going to put it out here right now. I donated. I, I am one of the people who donated to the truckers. Um, the cool thing is that um, the organizations that raise these funds, they're hel- or, or, you know, like GoFundMe and stuff, they did their own investigation. And it came out this week. There was no terrorism. There was no anything. It was just regular <coughs> Canadians, primarily 90% Canadians, donating to a cause they believed in. Simple as that. There is no... There's no weird terrorism, yeah. bullshit, hate. There's none of that. It's all fabricated nonsense from the government. So on on that note, the no, nobody like in my level, or no one's getting their bank accounts frozen. So if you hear anybody like if they got their bank accounts frozen, something else is going on. <clears throat> They're a trucker or something along that line. Some Mexican drug lord living in Canada. <laughs> my bank account frozen because I donated money to the truckers. This is terrible. But the, the point that the matter is the fact that they can do that is frightening. That's the thing that people should wake up to because the, the war, to, 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 today is the truckers and stuff. Tomorrow, what is it tomorrow when they go, you know what? It could be anyone. We're just going to put our hand in here and just hold your you know, funds because we don't know what we don't know what you believe in. We don't, whatever. And once these, once these laws, are, are a lot of legislation uh-huh. has passed through quickly while everything is going on. I'm so glad you said that, Terry. Here's another little thing that I'll open up for listeners and watchers. When our lovely leader put in the emergency orders, he said it was temporary and whatever, which it was. He actually did back it back a few days later. However, they kept a few of them as permanent for our safety. And one of them was in looking at the whole thing around finances. They could go into, they could force a bank a bank to literally freeze someone's accounts and all this kind of shit. That should terrify people. That should literally terrify you. Well, it, it, it's an interesting thing. You, you know, like tax, income tax. Yes, it was started to pay for the war. Originally came about as a war tax. It was, we need need a little bit of money off everyone to pay for the war effort. That's what we need. Temporary. It's temporary. Nothing is temporary. All we want from you is a little bit of money off every person to put it to the war effort because it helps everyone. Once the war is done, things go back to normal. hundred years later. That that (laughs) never, ever went away. And is there, and it'll be there forever. Everyone, it's income tax. That's there. So these things stick. You may be like, oh yeah, this is emergency powers now at the moment. Then, then it'll become yeah, that's normal. Terry, you're raising a great point. There's been no time in history that people, countries, governments have done things out of emergency where they've ever reverted it. It's you know you're. Oh my God, you froze up. Terry's got a beautiful frozen face here. I can't wait to screenshot this. <laughs> I'm going to screenshot this right now. This is going to be good. Use this. We lost Terry. Let's see if he comes back. Man, this was a highly, it turned out the last 30 minutes, I guess, of the show became very, um, let's see, let me get Terry back in here. <laughs> Q 
You where you? You froze up. And you I just completely kept, froze. You completely I, froze. No, you froze up. And I completely kept talking. I took you screen. The, I took a I, screenshot I of you and everything. You, Hold on. Let me. Was, <laughs> oh my god! It's so funny. You froze as well. This side. See, you've been bad mouthing Trudeau, and he's cut your internet off straight away. It's possible. It's very, very possible. It's very possible. Uh, let's get out of the politics. It's a. I don't want to uh, be. I. I don't. Uh, and the thing. The thing is, guys. We this. It's hard not to talk about this because it is what is happening now in the world, and this is our little fireside chats that we have. And and I do think the politics that are happening in the world is affecting the Kyokushin community. It is affecting life. It's affecting everything that we do. That's what you were like. You were frozen. That's where you were the last few minutes. Look at that beautiful man. This beautiful beard. All right, last fucking ha- 30 minutes or so just become too way too political. Yeah, it's political. But then, like I said, we don't want to talk about it. It but does that affect is, us. That is, but it affects us. It's there. It affects everyone. It's on there. So let's get out of it. Talk about something else. Well, you know, I will talk about something else, but no, it's still in the same line. My advice, because I would want to start wrapping this up for anybody who watches this, who is in any way affiliated with a Kyokushin organization. If you see any stuff where they're trying to um, cut off people because of something that's happening politically, wake the fuck up, say something, step up and do something. You know, if, if for the last, whatever you've been training and you're training next to people who are like, whatever, they're Russian, Ukraine and this and that and the other thing. And now all of a sudden you can't speak up to speak up. This that, has nothing to very, do with. It's a very Japanese, it's like a very old Japanese single they used to do. Or you can't bother with that organization now because they don't agree with what I say. Yeah. Come on. Um, and I, I just don't, I just think it's a very unkyokshin thing to do. And it's too. like I I do understand the principles behind it, and it's sure. like right, completely cut everything off. But not not like that. So it's this it's the equivalent to you now saying to Pavel, Pavel, I can't, I'm not fucking speaking to you anymore. Yeah, I can't speak to you. Don't message me. Don't call me. Don't say hello to me in the street. I have to cut you off because you happen to that's be the born equivalent. in Russia. Like it's insane. That's, that's the equivalent. That's yeah. the equivalent of what these letters going out from European organizations are, are asking people to do. Exactly. So if anything, I would end with that. Stop that shit. Yeah, that's one of the most un-Kyokshin things I've, I've ever heard, to be honest. Kyokshin should be the uniting factor. Kyokshin should be what brings people around the table and be yeah. like, yeah, all right, you were this, you were that, but yeah, we both, we both train, we both sweat. We've yeah. got that. We've got that linking factor together that we do Kyokushin. And I don't want to be like people think I'm naive. I understand. Like, I know there's war happening. I know there's people dying. Like, that's as serious as it gets. But we have to take our own view of this and compassion of this. This is, to Terry's point earlier, this is political shit that was happening is not our your friend that was a friend a week ago is still your friend today. Politicians yeah. didn't change that. Yeah, and the, the the difficulty is is the emotions are very high. 
Yeah. All you have to do. Even on this, I'm sure you were going to get ripped on this. Yeah, but I always try to take um, neutral. Neutral. I try. I try to take a logical look at emotional things. Yeah. Um, and you know, we've got friends in all places. I, this it's not for us. We shouldn't be talking about it. We're not in it. And like I said this before, we're not fucking in it. So we should have no opinion on it. It's true. Basically, and I, don't. I really don't. So keep your gob shut, Scott. I have. Okay, I post a lot of shit. I post a lot of crap about COVID, but you won't see much of me posting about this stuff. No, no, not at all on it. Not at all. Right. Wow, what do we call this one? Uh, Rambling rambling shit as usual. (laughs) Uh, But this is our in-between one. So we are going to do our roundup one in-between. Next episode, we'll have a guest on it. I love having a guest now. This is really nice balance. A nice. That's, that's what we wanted all, all the way along, it. though, didn't we? We wanted that all the yeah. way along. I would say, if we say, if I say who it is, it's going to put some pressure on them. I uh, okay. You're being pretty. Well, we know it. We yeah, know exactly. It you're being so fucking. Yeah. Gee, I wonder. Hmm. It's Pat Pinto. <laughs> we um hilarious you're so de- we're definitely gonna um it's gonna happen yeah we're gonna say it i, I reckon yeah our next episode will be shan cameron quinn yes so I, i'm already he was already in the pipeline to come on anyway and i was speaking to him yesterday on timings and stuff i think we're gonna shoot that this week Cool. So people be prepared to set aside about four hours of your time. <laughs> yeah. So basically you'll want a day to get to it. Um, I think timing wise, it would have to work the same as we did with, with the judge side on it. I think yeah. Cameron was saying he's an hour in front or down below. So it's going to be the same thing. Yours going to be 11 PM for me, 6 PM for you. And like nine, um, it was about 10, 10 or 11 AM for them so we need to work on a day but i think folks we will get that recorded this week i'm quite free every evening this week i'm free so we can get on it you know maybe tomorrow whatever yeah i freed up too now so i'm i'm better now as well so we'll make it work and this is going to be fucking awesome he's so great i've already had a conversation people want to go to marshall way i had a conversation with him before one of my first actually probably my first it was the first the first the first um and, and as i've talked oh, was about was it judd no 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 judd no i don't think so i think it was cameron actually i can't i thought it was judd cameron me you know me. what no you're right yeah you're right i don't want to go look there i think you're right it was judd first i think i think it was judd cameron and it was me you know yeah some other guy that i had heard about at the time some guy um, some short fat guy banging on about fucking okinawan <laughs> okinawan gummy okinawan fucking gummy bear wrestling I'm embarrassed. <laughs> That's awesome. So All I right. think, folks, get in our comments, right? Get in the comments. Not about what we've spoken tonight, because that's, that's, that's babbling shit. I'm not like, going on about I'm done with that. I'm never talking about that shit again. No. We're done. I just, uh, but you can't, pe- yeah, you can't get in the comments. Yeah, I never say never. Your views on it. Because uh, there's no such thing as, um, you know, we don't censor anyone's speech. We don't censor no. any con- unless you're saying something that is downright stupid. Yeah. Put it in the comments. Your views on things. It's all in. We love it. It's all interaction. Hundred um, percent. And certainly in the comments, put down any questions that you may have for Shane Cameron. 
which we will be shooting a little bit later this week. So it'll come out, we'll say, beginning of next week, do you reckon? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it'll be next week. So we come up beginning of next week, Phil. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe even get it out over the weekend, possibly for people. Possibly. We'll see, I- what day is it today? What day is it? Today is t- Tuesday. Um, Tuesday. But the thing that I have with weekends, and people can let us know this too. Like I always find, like if I release things on a weekend, it doesn't doesn't get much traction. I think people are doing family stuff, and you know, yeah. you know. What well, we do it for so. Monday? Well, yeah. we say we are going to shoot this week, and we release it next Monday. Yeah, I'll release it so Monday. Or so we put the pressure on. So everybody start inboxing Shan Cameron now. I tell him they can't wait, can't wait. No, tell him that you cannot wait for this week's episode of Real Talk with him on it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. He's I one of on, the sources, folks. If you have questions, I, he's the man. I call him. He's the Aussie Oracle. <laughs> he's the Aussie Oracle. The Aussie Oracle. And, and it, it'll be nice to get him because I, I'm very fortunate to call Sean Cameron a friend. Uh, and that goes back to his first book, The Budokrati Masayama. Mm. I had that when I was a kid. I was like 13, 14. I had that book. Take it to school. Me everywhere became my little Bible. Read that book all the time. All the philosophies of Kyokushin, the mountain training and everything. Um, and, you know, you talk, so you're going back in the 90s now, mind. There was no instant messaging in the 90s. You didn't have that. So I think I... F- it wasn't until long while after Facebook came out and then people started coming out a little bit. And we're probably talking about 15 years ago now, 10 years ago where I first, no, yeah, at least 15 years ago where I first messaged him just to say like, Oh, this is is Sean Cameron Quinn. (laughs) I need to tell him how amazing his book is. And I was changed my (laughs) life and everything and all of this, not expecting an answer, but Cameron's a very down to earth guy with an answer back and forth, back and forth. We struck up a friendship. Uh, you know, I'd like to say I, I, he's a friend. I can get on the phone and call him up and ask him shit. One thing I will say about Shion Cameron is he's so down to earth and just such a nice, like, good soul. Just like a really, really good person. Yes, he, he is. He is. If we were going to say what is the, like, essence of a martial artist, yeah. it would be him. He's just, yeah, you would, couldn't him. ask for anything better. He's just wonderful. And he is, he is 90% monk as well, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Yes, he said, he said in your show he was actually going to go in to go and be a monk. Yeah. That's what he wanted to be. Yeah. And he, so but I, it comes across. Very, that comes across in his personality. Yeah, he's a very he's a very stoic, monk-like guy. Yeah. All he right. Is, so it, Questions. A, if you have anything, fantastic episode. please, please let us know. Drop Get them in, in the, the comments, comments guys. here. Like, we'll- subscribe. Maybe don't share this episode so much. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe keep this episode to yourself. But uh, <laughs> I think yeah, it's on the like interwebs now. I think we're good. It. Yeah. If we're still on YouTube by next week. <laughs> yeah. I need to get that Rumble channel going. All right. Do it. Bye, folks. How long have we how long is the show? I don't even know how long we've been going. Oh, holy shit, dude. Again, even though we go in with another topic. Take, take Take 25 minutes off because we spoke 25 minutes first. Oh, I know. We still, but we're still over, uh, like, an, about an hour 20. Yeah, well, we're normally our 30 or so. <laughs> right, folks, we'll see you on the next one, which is going to be a. Did you try and just do a cut then, a sneaky little clandestine cut? You. Because I got to go to the bathroom. Do, 
you don't do the cats. I do the cats. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Gotta go to the bathroom so bad. Warm up my cat in on now. Oh. Cat. What's the bunk guy for that? Bye. I said fucking cat. <laughs> <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.